Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's exciting to be with you on the podcast today, and I hope that wherever you're listening, that you're having a blessed day and that God is moving in your life. I am getting ready, starting this week, to do a series of Christmas episodes of the podcast, so you'll want to listen in each week for those, and I may stick an extra one in there a time or two, but I wanted to um, bring you some different aspects of the Christmas story maybe you haven't thought of or maybe you haven't heard of before, maybe you haven't heard preached. And today I'm going to bring you uh, one of those things. You know, we think of Christmas as a time of peace. We sing Silent Night, we sing O Holy Night, O Come All Ye Faithful, all those nice, almost lullaby-esque songs that give us just really warm, cozy feelings and we think about all the beauty of Christmas. We think about the beauty of the nativity scene. We look at the nativity and and just reflect. But if you think about the Christmas story as a whole and all that it took to make sure that Jesus was born from uh, from the time that it was first announced to Mary uh, that she was going to be having the baby Jesus and the angel came to her and all the things that took place in between then and the birth of Jesus, and even after the birth of Jesus, there was so much that took place, um, and it wasn't all easy. And I called this podcast episode Under Pressure, Under Pressure, because really that's what was taking place at the time. And a lot of people hear that that those two words, Under Pressure, and your mind automatically goes to a certain song or uh, it goes to a certain uh, group that sang the song or someone else that ripped off the song and, and, and added their own lyrics to it. Uh, but I wanted to come to you today and talk to you about being under pressure. Under pressure. Um, there was so much pressure that Mary and Joseph experienced leading up to and after the birth of Jesus that it must have been just unfathomable to try to live through that, try to work through all the obstacles and try to deal with everything that took place. And it really kind of reminds me of all the things that people have had to go through this year and all the things that we've dealt with this year. It hasn't been an easy year by a long shot for so many people. Um, But God has carried us through all of it. And I want you to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, for the believer, for the Christian. So I want to dig right in today. I'm just going to read a few verses from Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the entire inhabited earth should be taxed. This taxation was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own city to be taxed. So Joseph also departed from the city of Nazareth to Galilee to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem in Judea, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. 
And I want to stop there. Uh, that's all I'm going to read for today because I want you to really grasp hold of what took place here uh, in the Christmas story. You know, we think of, like I said earlier, we think of the Christmas story as just this beautiful story of Jesus coming to the earth, a baby being born, and all the things that that go with that. But it was anything but easy. It was anything but calm. It was very, very difficult for Mary and Joseph to follow through with this. It was very difficult for them. And we know that God had to help them. We know that God had to give them grace to do it. But they were under pressure the entire time. Think about this. An angel shows up, tells you you're pregnant or you're going to be pregnant. Uh, It tells you that it is of the Holy Spirit, that it's not your, your, it's not your fiance. It's not the person that you're betrothed to or engaged to. It is the Holy Spirit's baby. It's God's baby. They had pressure in every area of their life. Pressure, first of all, of having the Son of God. Can you imagine the weight that Mary had to carry just just knowing that she was responsible for bringing the Savior of the whole world into the earth? For just that weight alone, just that pressure alone would be enough to make anybody go about half nuts. You are responsible for carrying the Messiah that is going to save his people from their sins. You are the one who has been foretold in scripture. You are the one who's going to carry the one that it has been foretold in scripture. And it's all coming through you into the earth. And God is using you to do that. And what did Mary say to the angel? Mary said, be it unto me as you said. I'm the Lord's servant. She basically said, whatever God wants for me, I will do. Whatever God has for me to do, I will do. There had to be immense pressure there to follow through and know that you were responsible, that it was your responsibility. You were accountable for the Son of God. So there was that pressure. Then there was the pressure of... uh, their relationship with Mary and Joseph. Mary had to go to Joseph and say, I'm pregnant. It's not your child. It's the Holy Spirit's child. Don't worry. It'll be okay. What kind of pressure? Who in their right mind would believe her? And and at first, Joseph didn't. Joseph was really distraught. Joseph was ready to divorce her privately. The Bible, Bible says it. He was ready to put her away privately. He was ready to just call it quits, walk away. So there was pressure in their relationship. There was pressure in their reputation. There was great pressure in their reputation because you understand, according to the Old Testament Jewish law, that if someone was an adulterer or someone was a fornicator, that they were to be put to death. They were they were an outcast. They were completely rejected by society. Um, and if it was a woman who was engaged to be married, it was a whole other ordeal. And the, they were going to be looked at as though something had happened that was outside of the will of God, but it was actually the will of God. Have you ever looked at something in your life and thought maybe it was outside the will of God, but it was actually God pushing you forward and God using the circumstances to move you in a new direction? That's what was going on here. Mary and Joseph were going to be looked at as fornicators. They were going to be looked at as adulterers. If Mary had the baby, uh, 
to Joseph at the time. They would have looked at Joseph as someone who was doing things out of wedlock that he shouldn't have been doing. If Mary was having the baby to someone else, she would be looked at as a fornicator and Joseph would be looked at as a fool in society. So uh, really it was a a no-win situation unless it was truly God and unless God really stepped in. There was pressure in the timing and that's the verse that I just read, the pressure in the timing because Caesar Augustus had just uh, decreed that everyone had to go to their own town to be taxed. So Joseph had to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and he had to take Mary with him. And it's approximately 90-mile journey. It was probably a week to a week and a half on foot that they they would travel. And it was long and hard travel. And Mary was getting ready to have a baby. Imagine nine months pregnant, getting ready to have this baby, and all of a sudden you've got to go and you've got to be taxed. They took this long journey. I know a lot of the nativity stories and nativity scenes show Mary riding a donkey. We have no guarantee that she had anything to ride. We don't know uh, what took place during the journey, but we know that they got there to Bethlehem. And as they got there, she was getting very ready to have this baby. She was very uh, large with child and she was getting ready to give birth. So there was pressure in the timing. And not only that, but there was pressure because every other person in all of Nazareth had to be there to pay their taxes uh, in Bethlehem. And every other person from uh, all over had to go to Bethlehem if they had originally been from there to pay their taxes. And so the town was full. Bethlehem was completely full. The inns were full. People would have been staying with relatives that were there, uh, any sort of things that where people could have stayed would have been completely full and so they felt the pressure of the timing by the time they got there everything was completely full there were no vacancies anywhere and they had to have the baby out where the animals were and we don't know whether that was a stable we don't know whether that was a cave we don't know exactly what that was according to scripture i know that we have our traditions but We're not quite sure what exactly it was, but we do know that there was a manger and there were animals around because the manger was the feeding trough. So there was the pressure in the timing. There was pressure in the location of the birth. They couldn't have the baby uh, in a house. They couldn't have the baby in a warm room uh, with with sanitary uh, options and, and, and just different ways that that the babies were birthed back then. This baby was going to be born out where the animals lay, and he was going to be birthed and placed into a feeding trough for the animals. There was pressure in the birth. And then after the birth, we know that the wise men came to town at some point. And the wise men came to town, and they spoke to Herod, and they said, where's this baby? Where's he that's been born the king of the Jews? And Herod uh, wanted to find the baby because he was afraid. He felt his position was threatened, and he wanted to kill all the babies that were uh, of a certain age or under. And so God warned everyone. God warned the wise men not to go back the way that they came. God warned uh, Joseph in a dream and and they were told to go to Egypt so there was pressure even after Jesus was born because the enemy wanted to take him out 
And so all of this took place while Mary and Joseph, still in their minds, had the responsibility. They knew what what Jesus was. They knew who Jesus was and who he was going to be. And they had the responsibility in their mind that, hey, this is a huge, huge thing. This is the biggest deal. This is the, the most important baby that's ever been born. We can't let anything bad happen to him. We can't let anything go wrong. We have to take complete care of this baby because we've been entrusted with the most precious thing that's ever been birthed on the earth. The most precious person who's ever been born has been entrusted to us. What pressure, what pressure that Mary and Joseph experienced. What pressure in the birth of Jesus. And it kind of reminds me of things that are people. a lot of people are going through right now. There's immense pressure from all sides. There's pressure because you can't see your family like normal. There's pressure because things are different. You're having to do school a different way or you're having to do work a different way. You're having to rearrange how you would normally do things. Plans have been canceled and people have been uh, lost. We've lost loved ones. We've lost people that we care about. We've lost friends or co-workers uh, to this virus or or just in normal means uh, for whatever reason or there's been tragedy and there's been a lot of loss this year. There's been so much loss, so much pain, so much hurting and grief this year, and it's been a difficult year for so many people. There's been a lot of pressure. Everybody's been under pressure this year in different ways, in in all sorts of facets of life. People have been under pressure. They've been under mental stress. They've been under the stress of wondering if they're going to have a job or maybe they've lost their jobs. They've been feeling the pressure of making ends meet and been feeling the pressure of paying bills and feeling the pressure of it all, feeling the pressure of an election, feeling the pressure of just everything. So much upheaval and turmoil. And so we as a society are under pressure. And we're in December now. So it looks like Christmas is going to be spent under pressure. Under pressure because we miss people that we can't go see. Under pressure because we don't know how things are going to turn out. Under pressure because there are empty seats at the table this Christmas. Under pressure in all sorts of ways. Under pressure because... Things are constantly changing. But it kind of seems fitting when you read the Christmas story to feel maybe Christmas isn't always supposed to be calm and cozy and warm. Maybe Christmas, this one, is going to be like the original Christmas a little bit. There's going to be some pressure. There's going to be some pressure just like the first Christmas. But pressure doesn't always have to mean that it's bad. Pressure doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Because if you look for the beauty during the pressure, you'll see that God is moving and God is working. And we've kind of become experts in seeing the beauty in the, in the first Christmas. We've kind of become experts in looking for the good things in the first Christmas 
as compared to all the things that everyone had to go through to make sure that Jesus was born. (laughs) The pressure that everybody had to deal with just to see the Messiah be born in the earth, specifically Mary and Joseph, but there were other people that were involved too. And so when you look at the Christmas story and you're able to see the beauty We've kind of trained our eyes in that situation. We've kind of trained our thoughts in that situation to see the beauty. And maybe that's what we need to do this year. Maybe that's what we need to do this year and every year because there's pressure all the time. But if you stop and you look for the beauty in the situation, if you stop and you look for the beauty in Christmas and in what we do have as compared to what we don't have, and in what we can celebrate and how we can celebrate as opposed to how we can't celebrate or what, we, what we'd like to be doing but we're not able to. Maybe if we look at the beauty in those things, look at the beauty in the memories, look at the beauty in the family you're able to spend time with, look at the beauty in the things you are able to do, look at the beauty of God's mercy and grace and all the things that he has given us. And I believe that we'll see that it's not so bad after all. And that if we'll trust God and if we'll keep our faith in him, and if we'll not give up hope, we're going to see his hand move in a great and mighty way. And it might not be the way that we think that it will happen. I'm sure that Mary and Joseph probably had plans as to how the baby would be born. I'm sure just like any other parent, like modern day parents, they probably were getting things ready for Jesus to be born. Joseph was a carpenter. He probably built a crib back home or a, a, a something to lay the baby in, some sort of bassinet. Maybe it rocked. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm sure that they had made preparations for the baby Jesus to be born. And then all of a sudden... He's born in a place that no one thought he would be born in. He's born in a way that no one thought he would be born in. They probably had a, a, a some sort of a, a reception or a party planned for when he was born. And instead, shepherds that smelled like dirty sheep showed up to his birthday party. And cows and other animals that they had no idea would ever be there. But it was still beautiful. And we can look at it today and we can see the beauty. So today, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through, know that the beauty is still there. Sometimes you just have to look for it a little harder and look in different ways. I don't know about you, but I can't imagine the Christmas story playing out in any other way. I can't imagine what the Christmas story would be like without shepherds and wise men and angels showing up in fields and an innkeeper who says that the the inn is full. I can't imagine what the Christmas story would be like without all that. And today, as we get ready to go into this Christmas season, as we're celebrating differently than we normally do, just look for the beauty. Look for the beauty. And sometimes when we look for the beauty, 
we see things in a different light that make us think, I can't imagine this Christmas being any different than how it played out. And if you do that, if you look, if you're able to look for the beauty, if you're able to see God's hand moving and God's hand weaving the tapestry of your life this Christmas, it might not turn out the way that you thought it should, but if you look back on it in January and you think about all the things that took place, maybe, just maybe, you'll say, I can't imagine my Christmas being any different because it was beautiful, because it was beautiful. Pressure creates beauty. Pressure creates things that we never could have imagined. Did you know that it takes a lot of heat and a lot of pressure? And if you put some carbon in a lot of heat and a lot of pressure over time, it will make the most beautiful diamond. But if you looked at that carbon before you ever saw the heat or the pressure come onto it, it would just look like a lump of black rock. It would just look like nothing. It would look pretty ugly. But that heat and that pressure create the most beautiful sparkly diamond that you could have ever imagined. And maybe in us, while we're under pressure, God is creating the most beautiful diamonds that we could have ever imagined. The heat is on. The pressure is definitely on. And we're under extreme duress in a lot of situations. And maybe God's making diamonds in us and out of us so that we can shine for him. So don't be afraid of the pressure. I know that a lot of the time, I myself included, just want things to be over with. We just want the pandemic to end. We just want whatever trial we're in. You can insert whatever trial you're in and you can say, I just want it to be over with. And a lot of the time that's true. A lot of the time, I just want whatever trial it is to end. But it's in those trials, those pressure moments, those times when we're under pressure, that God can create some of the most beautiful things in us. The Bible tells us that in times of trouble, God is working in us an exceeding weight of glory. And after all this is said and done, life might be different forever. We may not ever go back to normal. And that will be absolutely fine. If you're walking with God, guess what? It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what you deal with. As long as you keep your hand in his hand, he's going to be with you no matter what you're doing and no matter where you're at. So life may be different. We may never go back to normal. But if we don't, we're still going to have the glory that the pressure worked in us. We're still going to have the favor and the blessing of God on our lives. We're still going to have everything that he's worked in us because what God gives no man and no thing can take away. So today, look for the beauty in the weeks that are coming. Look for the beauty. And if you're feeling down and you're feeling discouraged and weary over this Christmas holiday season, don't be upset. Don't be discouraged. Look at the first Christmas and look at how beautiful it looks to us. But the pressure that Mary and Joseph had to go through to see it through, to see it happen, must have been extremely, extremely 
painful and it must have been an extremely arduous, difficult time for them because the story that we read and the story that we look at when we see the the nativity scene are two very different things if you look at the details. I want to pray a prayer today. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe this is the first time that you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life, or maybe this Christmas season you're feeling like it's a good time to rededicate your life. If the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart today saying, I need to get right with Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you pray this prayer with me, we will agree together. And we're going to believe God that you are saved and on your way to heaven as soon as this prayer is over. And you've started a relationship with him. If you pray this prayer, I want you to get a hold of me. Let me know. I'd love to give you some some pointers and some next steps for you to follow through on as you begin your journey, your relationship with Jesus Christ. But let's pray this prayer now. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross and rose again. I believe that his blood has the power to cleanse me from my sin. So wash me in the blood that Jesus shed. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Friends, as I said, get a hold of me today. Let me know that you prayed that prayer. If you prayed it for the first time or if you rededicated your life today, I'd love to talk with you. I also want to pray a prayer for everybody who's under stress right now or under pressure, as this podcast is called. Father God, today I come to you, and God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll touch my friends. I pray that, God, you'll speak to them and minister to them. Maybe they're missing someone today. Maybe they've lost someone tragically this year. Maybe they're worried about their jobs or their finances. Maybe they're worried because they can't spend time with their family members as they would like to this Christmas. Maybe they're feeling under pressure, God, the pressure of life in general, the pressure of a pandemic that's sweeping the globe and sweeping the area, the pressure of God just wondering what's going to happen next, the pressure of trying to keep their kids' school grades up as they're trying to teach them from home. Whatever the pressure is, God, this year, I pray that you'd help them see the beauty. And God, that they would understand that seasons come and go. This this is a a time that's going to pass, God. And it's a time that we'll experience new things and different things. But God, for now, we're all here together in this same situation, the same circumstance. We're all here together. And God, things might be different this year. But God, if we'll look at the beauty, just like we look at the Christmas story, just like we look at the nativity, If we'll look for the beauty instead of the pain, God, we're going to see where your hand is moving and working the entire time. So God, I pray peace down over every listener. I pray joy into their lives. I speak life to them and life into their minds, God, that we'll get out of these anxious and depressive mindsets, God, and we'll start thinking about you and your goodness and your mercy and how you're carrying us through, God, as we put our hand in yours to walk us through this Christmas season. It might be a lonely time for people. It might be a sad time for people, but God, we know that you sent your son, God, 
to give us life and life more abundantly. So God, I pray that abundant life on every person who's listening today. God, I plead the blood of Jesus down over them and their loved ones. God, that you'll keep them safe, that you'll watch over them. And God, that you'll bring us back together here again very soon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, it's been so good being with you today on this podcast. I trust that it's blessed you. If you know somebody who's feeling under pressure this year or this Christmas season, be sure to share this podcast with them. And I'm going to be back again to talk to you very soon about some more things about Christmas. But look for the beauty in the coming days and weeks. Don't let the enemy get your mind trapped in thinking all the negativity that he wants you to think. But think on good things. Think on the Lord and look for the beauty that God is working and doing in your life. He's making diamonds out of your life. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.